back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Yeah, yeah, going up <laughs> on a Tuesday. Yeah, we're going up on a Tuesday right here on the block with Strick and Bach. I mean, Strick, Jake Bakovin with me, Jake Bakovin with me. Tonight, we're about to talk about the Aaron Rodgers and who else? Tom Brady? Tom. We're going to talk a little <laughs> bit about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady tonight about what their potential futures may hold. We don't know, no one knows, no one, they haven't even, you know, shed a peep or shed a tear about whether or not they're out of there or gone or ghost or the organizations ain't talking, ain't nobody talking, but we are gonna be talking right now on the block about this particular topic. Let's start off with, uh, let's say, I mean, two goats. I mean, two goats, nobody and their mama expected them to be out of the playoffs right now but after tremendous wonderful probably i would say arguably the best divisional playoff round i've seen in my lifetime just as a whole um you know you've seen some great games but i just as from top to bottom beginning to end from morning to noon saturday to sunday it was just (laughs) phenomenal so uh we're gonna talk a little bit about aaron Rodgers when i think about it right um Aaron Rodgers has been with the one team that he's played for from his inception of coming into the NFL. He is, there's, there's the, he's probably the most likely I would say to remain. Um, But there is some, some hesitation and and some potential, you know, changes that are going to be made. I mean, whether it be, um, from there at the top or, or whether it be, they just want to give Jordan love the reins and, and, and make shifts. I don't know how some of their receiving core would feel about that. <laughs> Knowing the success that they have is, you know, you know what you're going to get with Aaron Rodgers. You just don't know fully. Jordan love did have some success when he did step in and we just don't know what that's going to be. Uh, Jake, I'd love to hear your assessment, man. As, as far as like, What's your thoughts of, of the potential future? And do you think Jordan Love is the guy or do you think they're, you know, just just still want to see a little bit more out of him before they decide to uh, make that full switch? Well, it's interesting because they're, they're, we had Matt Reynoldson on who covers uh, them in, in Green Bay uh, as a news reporter. So he covers the team very closely. And he's, he's saying the, the salary cap situation is going to be pretty tough for the Packers. So they're going to have to lose some of this piece that they built up. Um, you wonder, is it, you know, with a, a lot of these guys, is going to be a complete rebuild or, you know, kind of what are they going to be able to do? Are they able to keep Devontae Adams? All that stuff kind of comes into play. Um, but he doesn't think that Aaron Rodgers, if he is in Green Bay, is going to be on the same contract contract just because of the constraints of the salary cap that that he would have to restructure that contract and you wonder um Rodgers has had nothing but great things to say on the field about Lambeau this year and all and all that stuff it's just something within the organization where they bump heads and and part of that is is of course the fact they drafted Jordan Love when Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest of all time, still had plenty of years left. Um, so it's, it's very interesting. Um, I think it would be a major mistake for them to move on. They've got to do everything they can uh, to keep um, 
to keep Rodgers in in the green and gold, but are but it's it, it's it's going to be difficult. I mean, at this point, maybe you've done enough to um, sour his taste with the front office. Um, but another MVP season can't hurt. So I think the obviously the most likely destination is still to stay in Green Bay. But if he does end up leaving, it's just intriguing. Um, you know where where do you want to go? Do you want to stay? Do you want to make it on over to the AFC where Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes have made it pretty clear they're going to be tough uh, to top over the next several years and then throw Gerald Burrow in there as a young quarterback or the NFC seems a little bit open. You got to get past Tom Brady. Of course, he's in the NFC now um, and, and wasn't able to make it the, there with the Packers, but that's certainly uh, something to consider. Uh, I, I think the Steelers might make sense, obviously, right? Ben Roethlisberger out the door. The Saints probably no longer make sense with Sean Payton leaving there. So, I mean, it, it's just kind of fun to see how this thing plays out because obviously he can still play at an MVP level. So, you know, how, do, how, how does it play out? Do they get a trade package, the, the Packers, uh, in return? And and maybe it'll just go to the highest bidder. All that stuff is fascinating. But if I'm Green Bay, you know they already kind of went through it with with Favre and watching uh, you know him almost take the Vikings to the to the Super Bowl. I don't know if I could stomach it again. If you've got that sort of guy in your locker room, do everything you can to keep one of the greatest of all time in the locker room. Now, some people would would argue he's not the greatest of all time. He really does that kind of on the eye test, right? And maybe that's changing with Patrick Mahomes. And in uh, in Josh Allen, we'll see kind of this new generation of quarterback if they can play kind of like that. But um, you know, Rogers obviously has a case for it for the eye test, but it, it's not there for the rest, right? I mean, he can win MVPs, he puts up numbers, but his playoff records not the greatest. Yeah, that's true, and it, that that's why I think it'd be intriguing to see how it's going to play out. What type of discussions are going on behind the scenes? The reason being is, you know, could he look for another pasture? Because is there an up-and-coming team out there? Is there a team out there that's kind of on the verge? Similar to, like, you know, Green Bay. Green Bay wasn't – I'm sorry, uh, Tampa Bay wasn't who Tampa Bay is before Brady arrived, right? They had some pieces. They had a few little – you know, some some good defense and, you know, a few good offensive pieces that they had, some young young blood. But at the end of the day, they just didn't have Brady. I mean, they had famous Jameis, you know, at the point. And – just couldn't get it done. And so when you look at that, they've always been good defensively. They were able to win on that side, but until they've got him, you know, it's like he looked for the place where they had enough. And is there a team out there that has enough that can be intriguing for him to say, let me go and give it a run there, you know, obviously a a top tier team isn't going to be able to do it, but somebody that's just like on the cusp of breaking through and just a a little leg up, like an MVP type of caliber player, like Rogers could change that whole dynamic. Yeah. Ellison in Illinois uh, chimes in on the text on the starter Heyman text line four two four six four five six eight five. He says, can you imagine him at Tennessee with the Titans? Um, And that's interesting too. Obviously Tannehill threw three interceptions. I mean, he's been solid. He's kind of, has um, probably um, etched his, his name in pretty solidly as a pretty good starting quarterback, but there's a ceiling there again, right? So if you bring Rodgers in, you know the, the weapons they have out there, especially Derrick Henry um, as his running game, the offensive line, one of the best in the league, um, huge weapons out at the wide receiver position. 
it, it'd be hard. It, 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 and it's kind of the way that it's looking like athletes are starting to do now these days. Uh, it's less so stick with the, the franchise and wait for them to build around you. And more so, you know, my time is, I, you know, we, we all got a battle against father time. Uh, my time is now. I better go take it. I mean, Sean Payton's doing that. We've obviously seen that in the NBA. Um, so, you know, nobody wants to wait around for a rebuild. And, and Roger said that too, as himself um, with in, in the post game is, is that's the one kind of thing that started a lot of this talk is that he doesn't want to stick around for a rebuild and, and that doesn't really make sense on his timeline. So it's, it's kind of interesting just where the front office sees it for the Packers. Is this the time to scrap and go into rebuild and, and, and shed a lot of that salary or is it time to try to maneuver it, restructure with Rodgers, and give it, you know, maybe one or two last goes at it before you, you inevitably have to kind of hit that rebuilding phase? Yeah, and I think also as, you know, as we transition now, we talk about the Bucks and obviously coming up short again. Uh, just didn't have it. They, they lost some weapons, obviously losing Antonio Brown, uh, not being fully healthy, two tackles down. Um just really, really tough to really break through on that. Just getting Fournette back, and you know, did a wonderful job. Just wasn't at full, full strength, you know, just getting him back. But. I seem to have lost strength there, so we will try to uh, reconnect with him. As we hear on the block here on 93.7 The Ticket, uh, we might have to go to a short commercial break and try to reconnect with Eric Strickland. Uh, of course, this happens at times, uh, but as he was talking about there, um, the, uh, the Tom Brady is kind of the next go-round for um, that discussion. And, and I, for what it's worth, for what I think, I don't think that Tom Brady is, is ready to give it up. He's such a competitive player. Um, he's uh, right there for the MVP. He led the, the league again in uh, passing yardage. I mean, so, I mean, as old as he is, you know, maybe at some point he would like to step down. But I would have thought that if he was going to do that or if he didn't have the mindset that he was going to, um, you know, still have a few years left in him, that he would have done that and, and left – at the top and, and, you know, at the top uh, winning the Super Bowl last year and maybe wanted to give it one last go. You never know. I mean, he's, he's, he's the greatest of all time. He can choose to step down whenever he wants, but he's playing at such a high level. You know, you kind of think of um, what Kobe Bryant said back in the day uh, is that he would never want to come and be like the third piece on a championship team. He didn't want to average 16 points and, you know, still be able to do it, still be able to play as a high functioning player out there in the league. Um, in that case, the association, um, but not quite who he was in Kobe Bryant. I think you kind of have that similar thing with Tom Brady, but you don't, you, we're not seeing a whole lot of a, of, of a downfall with him um, so far. So I think that Tom Brady uh, will be back as well. So that'll be interesting to see as, as obviously the playoffs still going. Uh, I really wanted to see Brady uh, and Rodgers go against each other in the NFC Championship game. But, uh, of course, it, it didn't go that way. So now um, we, we still have a great NFC Championship setting up for a, a, a great Super Bowl. Um, but uh, the 49ers and Rams, NFC, NFC West battle, I, I like it. And, I, and I've kind of been picking the Rams all along. But um, I, I would have loved to see that matchup. It would have been historic. Um, but maybe we'll have to wait another season. Like I said, maybe if, if it's up to Aaron Rodgers, maybe we won't see it again. Maybe the, the only chance for that matchup in the play playoffs down the line will be in the Super Bowl if he decides to go to the AFC. So a lot still to kind of think about there in that discussion. I did want to bring this to the attention too um, of uh, of you guys out there is the Hall of Fame ballot for Cooperstown for uh, Major League Baseball is in and Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, 
did not make it uh, for their 10th and final opportunity. Um, there's still, I guess, a chance that they can make um, the make the Hall of Fame with a with a, a committee. A committee will will have to talk and, and try to get them in. I think they do that in December, um, but that might be even more difficult than um, the writers. So we'll see. It'll, it'll be interesting for those guys. But the steroid era, the, as far as the writers letting them in, it's over. They had 10 years to, to bring them in. They decided not to. Um, I could try to run down the... Um, the percentage that they got, you need to get 75% of the vote. None of them were able to reach that. In fact, only one player will make the, make it to Cooperstown this year. And that is David Ortiz. So congratulations to big poppy and Red Sox fans out there as David Ortiz first ballot hall of famer. I think he's the fifth Red Sox um, to do that. And of course um, he didn't have too much uh, tied to his name as far as performance enhancing drugs. And that's probably uh, what's, what's probably led him to be the first ball at hall of famer. He was mentioned in that 2003, they did that report um, and uh, where they, th- they had positive tests and he was mentioned in that, but nothing past that. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, was able to kind of shed that from, um, you know, clinging to uh, his personality. And, and I guess just the, the him overall, David Ortiz, uh, and obviously had a, a majority of his career post 2003. That was kind of the start of his run in Boston. So maybe that kind of had something to do with it, but, surprising uh, to me, I, I, I guess maybe kind of silly of me to think that they were going to change things um, and, and and eventually get to Cooperstown, um, but the baseball writers just not sticking with it, so uh, are sticking with it, actually, uh, altogether, um, deciding not to allow Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens in. To me, it's a great shame. Um, I know those guys... Um, did take performance-enhancing drugs, and, and you can l- let that up to you whether or not that should uh, restrict them from Cooperstown. But to me, you can't tell the story of baseball without them. And then the other fact is I, I think both of them had Hall of Fame careers before you started to question um, the this, the performance-enhancing drugs. I think it was just, as we've stated many times here, um, but if you're just joining us, I think that was a result of the era. Major League Baseball looked the other way in the late 90s. They, let the, 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 they hyped up the McGuire Sammy Sosa home run battle uh, and, you know, allowed players. They didn't test for steroids until 2003. That's five years after the home run battle. So if, if, if I'm a player and I see those guys jacking home runs left and right and getting all the attention that they got, it would be hard for me not to think, hey, maybe I could do that. And 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 then the other fact that we've mentioned before, two steroids don't allow you to hit the hit the ball. They don't help you to hit the ball. So you still have to have that eye contact. You still got to be a great baseball player to do the things that the, these guys did, even on steroids. But everybody's got their different opinions there. I was just a little bit disappointed to see the ten years now pass. Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds not making it to Cooperstown. David Ortiz does. We will take a quick break here on the block. Uh, try to reconnect with Strick for the final segment because it's uh, one of our favorite segments, Hitting the Hardwood with Strick, where we were talk about the NBA. Uh, we're set to talk about James Harden. He's uh, apparently, I mean, there's there's a few guys to talk about now. James Harden apparently not too happy in Brooklyn as far as a long-term stay, so he might seek free agency. A little bit upset about how things are going there. Doesn't necessarily like living in there. <laughs> it's the, some of the reports. you got to re- read between the lines sometimes there, but it, it's certainly... Um, Big news because the the Brooklyn Nets obviously putting that big three together. Things have not worked out so far, and maybe there's a time period for that to eventually um, to eventually run up. And it looks like it might be this year. And then the other thing is there's now reports or rumors out there, I should say, uh, that the Lakers are looking to move Russell Westbrook, and the the move might be to trade him for John Wall. 
I'm not sure how, how much that helps anybody involved. I think you kind of just get uh, Russell Westbrook Jr. there and John Wall at this point in his career. I don't know how much that would help, but the Lakers are looking for a shakeup, and Russell Westbrook um, so far has not necessarily fit in uh, with that group. Frank Vogel even benching him in late-game situations as of late. So that's, it's very intriguing stuff. So we're going to try to connect with Eric Strickland, Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet, to close out the show here on The Block. <laughs> 